Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Why, hello, flower friends. Welcome to week 17's recap, and I'm just going to say, holy crap. I know most of us have experienced the massive transition from freezing cold temps to now an extreme heat wave and just intensity of work that pursued just insanity that's all I gotta say and it feels like it's been a month since I recorded week 16's recap because it's just been just non-stop. I feel like I'm a hamster on a wheel this week trying to get stuff, all the things done around the farm. But you know what's at the top of my mind are tulips. And y'all know that I love myself some specialty dafts and I was just reminded this week of why I love them so much. They take me about like 30 seconds to harvest. Not messy at all. You just snap them at the bottom and you put them in some water and condition them and bing bing bada boom. You use them in your arrangements. I've never had any issues mixing them with other flowers, especially when I've conditioned them for a period of time. They're beautiful and simple. Nothing eats them. <laughs> like It's a win-win all around. Tulips, on the other hand, we may have had the wettest winter ever. And so as our now heat wave approached us, I mean, we went from like in the 30s, 40s to 80s, 90s. The tulips just exploded. There was no gradual transition. It was, I have to harvest thousands of tulips all at one time. And the really crappy thing about the tulips were the ones I spent too much money on from my perspective were short, unusable. I stuck them in my garden bunches anyways and just popped them down there because they added flair at the bottom of the jar. But that was a huge disappointment. And most of those tulips had botrytis. Every bulb I've been pulling up is disgusting, rotten, moldy, and my hands literally hurt. They hurt so bad. They're cracked. I'm like, my fingers are bleeding from processing tulips. And I planted mine in crates, no till. I did do a section on the backside of my flower farm in beds because I ran out of crates and essentially what I did, I didn't even dig a trench. I just put them down on the ground and I threw a ton of compost on top. But even then, those ones, I kept trying to pull up the bulb and they'd snap off, which totally stinked. But my parrots also, which is really unfortunate because I did spend a good chunk of change on them. So the they came up, looked okay, but as they started to color up, the petals were turning brown. Not a good sign. And I know most of you are feeling just very frustrated because not only did you have to put in the work to try to get those tulips harvested, get them in a cooler, and holy crap, my cooler is jam-packed. The fridge in the garage is jam-packed. My mom's bedroom, our guest bedroom, her bathroom is full of flowers. Like my whole entire life is full of tulips right now. So 
Now you got some. And I had a plan for them. My CSA kicks off next week. Got Mother's Day coming. So I have full intention of using them for those two specific sales outlets for me. But I was kind of hoping that, you know, it would be a gradual harvest and not I got to drop everything and get this done. And my husband wanted me to go all the way down to Springfield, which is like three, four hours away to pick up Christmas tree seedlings on the day that was supposed to be the hottest day. And I was just like so frustrated. Like, dude, I can't do that. Like, you don't understand. (laughs) Like, I will lose my entire crop of tulips. They will blow open and I will be completely unusable. And he's like stressed too because, you know, right now he's trying to get is ground prepped and get the Christmas trees planted and all the things before the weather turns crap again. So our household is, uh, we're just trying to survive. This week has been survival. That's all I gotta say. I got an event with my flower club next week, so I've been trying to just get everything cleaned up too because I want it to look beautiful for my event. And I've also, I've got all these seedlings that I need to get in the ground. So you not only got a harvest, you got a plant, and now like watering, I gotta water these baby seedlings or they're gonna die. Oh, not to mention the racks full of seedlings upstairs that don't get watered until what time is it? Oh yeah, 10 o'clock. I still haven't done that actually. So uh, some of them are wilting away upstairs too as I'm recording this episode. It's insanity. Like I said, survival. And then on top of just being a flower farmer and you're also trying to sell said flowers and just the marketing that goes behind that is just a whole nother ball of wax and there's prom next week too which folks are finally starting to reach out to me for but I gotta take time from that I've got folks reaching out to me for weddings which all this is great and I would love to generate some revenue but definitely feeling overwhelmed and basically not sleeping but this Tuesday I went to my son's middle school and I was part of the garden club, which was really fun. But a good example of this is there are several ladies that help volunteer at the middle school at the garden club. None of them had heard of me. And as I was talking about soil blocking and the benefits and how I use it, they were just like fascinated with it. And so I gained two new followers that way and potentially two new customers. So it was just a good example to myself that Word of mouth is your strongest marketing tool. You got to get out there. You got to have your boots on the ground. And several times this week, there's a local restaurant. They save me all their peach jars in which I repurpose into my garden bunches. And I always take those ladies flowers because they're supplying me with my jars. And so I got two messages this week about how everybody saw my lovely flowers at the country. Yeah, it was donated flowers and did I make anything off them? Nope. Actually did. I take that back because I didn't have to buy the jars and I served a better purpose by recycling them. But I am learning 
more and more and more that I got to get out there. I got to tell my story. I need to focus not so much on social media, although folks are starting to pay closer attention, but I also need to find other ways to connect with my customers. So in addition to all the farm tasks, I'm also trying to juggle motherhood. It's hard I am not going to lie. I got stuck at a track meet for almost five hours. Five hours that I was stressed out because I had all these things that I had to do. And I was sitting in a chair watching 20 heats of the 400 and 100. And they literally had to shut down the track meet because we ran out of daylight and we didn't have any stadium lights but just the whole time sitting there thinking about all the things I could have been doing and this time of year is just super hard because it's hitting us all at once but I really have to put myself in check because I still got to be present for my kids and I have to be there at their sports activities in which I did talk to a lady that I had never met before and introduced her to my flower farm. So there you go. It's another connection point, these kids and their sports and activities. Going back to the garden club, that was such a good experience. These kids were so maybe not as amused as I was about soil blocking, but it was interesting to them and... This is where it just reiterated to me how it's important to tell every angle of our story. Show folks how our flowers get raised and really gauge that interest with our community to sell our product because they know the quality that has gone into it. I just got back from an event in which case there were flowers there that weren't local flowers and My husband turned to me and he said, you've turned me into a flower snob. And I just shook my head like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep. So this is just a reminder to all of you that you're doing an incredible job and the product that you are cultivating is gorgeous and we just got to keep putting it out there in front of our communities so they see the value and the beauty behind our local blooms. So I had one of my customers come by the roadside stand today as I was planting out the field and she swung around and she was like, oh my goodness, Rochelle, your field is like transformed. She was just here, I think that was like a week ago when it was hailing and I was outside and she was like shocked at how much growth happened. I mean, you could literally watch the plants. You didn't need any slow-mo video. You could literally watch them growing out of the ground this last week because they just were in so much desperate need of some sunshine and warmth. But we can do without the extreme heat. That's all I gotta say. Well, I'm trying my darndest to get stuff planted. I am doing a lot of interplanting. I'm using every inch of my bed space. I got my peonies in the ground that are in going into their second year. And because I won't harvest on them and their plants aren't very big, I'm still going to utilize that bed space. So on the edge of it, I have been planting gomfrena, asters, straw flower, and a separate bed. I have planted out my snapdragons. I've got my second succession of sunflowers in the ground. And I had no time to start the third round of 
sunflowers this week. I will need to get on that next week, but next week's going to be insane too with my event and the kickoff of my CSA. So this is when, although I developed a plan for myself at the beginning of the year, the plan's probably going to go in the toilet because I'm just going to be in survival 2.0 mode next week. I do need to get my marigold started. I still haven't done that because I've been trying to just manage everything else, but I was talking with a dear friend today and she was telling me that I really, really, really needed to have marigolds for Della de Mortes. So it's on my list tomorrow to start those seeds and get them transplanted out and have a plan for them so that I can celebrate that holiday with my local customers. Well, friends, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I am super tired and I know most of you are too. It's been a long week with the change in the weather and just having to harvest everything and just try to maintain your life at the same time. It's a lot. There's been a lot of points this week where just really questioning, is this worth it? I am tired. I'm run down. I'm over it. Are people really going to come and buy my product and those moments of complete defeat are what make us stronger and today as I open up the roadside stand with garden benches and customers coming by, new customers too, and reaching out to me and talking with me and appreciating my flowers. Like one customer just lost her brother and left me a super sweet note at the roadside stand saying how much that just brought her joy in a really, really rough week. That's why we do it. It's hard. We'll get through the rough times but at the end of the day, the beauty is going to come and I cannot wait to see it. And I'm excited for this season. It could slow its roll a little bit. Well, flower friends, I hope you're doing well and I hope that you're selling all those beautiful blooms that you have grown and worked so hard to get where they are now. I just appreciate you and I want you to hear it from your fellow flower farmer that you're doing an amazing job and if you ever need to chit chat with anybody, please feel free to reach out to me because you're not alone in this. You've got a circle of friends here and we need to bring each other up. Well, flower friends, I hope you have an amazing week ahead of you and please wear your sunscreen, cover those legs and those arms. Sunburns are not fun. I've been trying to protect my skin as much as possible, but I totally missed the back of my neck, which is fried now, unfortunately. So stay hydrated and keep your spirits up, and I hope that you sell those beautiful blooms. Have a wonderful week, and we will chat next week. Take care. This is your flower fun fact from one of your freckle bloom flower kids. Did you know that strawberry are the only fruit that have seeds on the outside of the fruit? And that plants can hear sound using the vibrations like water rushing and will move the roots towards it. Thank you for listening. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining in to the conversation. And together, 
all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.